and this is the Age Group Multisport Podcast with me, Richard Conway. This is a platform for Age Group Multisport athletes to showcase their journeys. another episode of the age group multi-sport podcast thank you once again for taking your time out to give us a listen much appreciated on this episode we speak to jane blunt and jane got in touch after um, she spoke to her friend that she hadn't been in touch with for over three years and started to reflect on what she'd done in those three years and it was then that she realized uh, how far she'd come So she decided that she'd get in touch and like to share a story. And it was a a great chat. We cover lots of things. And a few of those are the benefits of sport and exercise in general on mental health and well-being. Jane discusses how joining a club has benefited her and helped her progression in the sport. She shares her inspirations, and one of those being Louise Minchin, who also qualified to represent GB. And also the mistakes that she's made along the way. Um, so lots to get out there. Uh, hope you enjoy Jane's story. It was not really nice to meet her. And that's all coming up. The Duathlon European Championships are looming large. Um, they take place on March the 17th over in Carol, Italy, which is near Venice. Uh, we're looking forward to going over there me and Mrs. C. So if you're over there and you've qualified or if you're watching, if you see me in my amp cap, come and say hello. It'd be great to meet you. A couple of podcasts that I've been listening to over the last couple of weeks. Um, the first one was by Purple Patch Podcast and quite apt. He put uh, a podcast about training indoors, um, which was very good. If you head over to your favourite podcast platform and um, yeah, look up Purple Patch Podcast. The second podcast I was listening to over the last couple of weeks was the Doctors of Running podcast. And on that episode, they were basically talking about... Another podcast I was listening to over the last couple of weeks was the Doctors of Running podcast. Uh, on episode 129, they were discussing finding the right shoe for you by using what has now been termed as the run-cat method. And basically, it's all about finding the right shoe for you. Uh, And they were just basically saying that as we're all different, um, recommendations are okay, but they only go so far. And unless you try them on to see what the shoes are like, then um, it doesn't really matter what the um, advertisements say or... What Kipchoge does in his um, fast shoe, if you don't like it and it's not comfortable, then it's no good. And basically, this run cat tool uh, gives you five simple criteria to help you evaluate new shoes. And you can find the paper that uh, was written up on this in the Journal of Sports Science. Uh, I think it was published in 2020. Basically, Runcat gives you five simple criteria to help you evaluate new shoes. And Matt, the podcast host, gives you a background on the Runcat and and a primer of how effectively um, to use it. So, yeah, good listen. Um, But comfort wins out, I think, is the takeaway from this podcast. You know, we mentioned quite a lot about cycling on here. Well, it's one of our sports, um, unless you do an aqua aquathlon where you're not riding a bike i suppose but in the main we all ride bikes um i love cycling as you're probably aware on this podcast always mentioning the races that are going on and this episode's no exception especially when we have a a british winner of one of the classics the strade bianchi which is set in tuscany over in italy and it finishes in siena and the gradient up to the finish line is quite impressive so it's a hell of a climb uh, up to the Piazza del Campo uh, and yeah what a finish Tom first British cyclist in history to uh, win the race if you haven't seen it just go and watch the highlights on YouTube 
uh, really, really special. Lots of other cycling going on. We've got two. Uh, you'd think this was a cycling podcast, wouldn't you? Um, but we've got two races on at the moment, which are Paris-Nice and, uh, and the Tirano-Adriatico. Um, both really good races going on at the moment. They're available on GCN, Global Cycling Network, which you can get online. And they're also available on Eurosport. So, yeah, really fantastic to watch, especially when you're trained on the turbo. That's when I usually watch them. On a triathlon front, um, the Arena Games has kicked off again. First round was really exciting to watch. A couple of Brits in there did really well, as I mentioned on the last episode. And the next race is this weekend coming up over in Switzerland. So we'll have something to talk about on the next podcast. That'll be cool. I was a bit pissed off this week. My Garmin 945 just packed in. I went for a swim and looked down at my watch and all I had was a blank screen and I knew it wasn't the battery um, running out because I'd only just charged it the night before ready for my swim um, so after seeing something on Facebook where an athlete had sent theirs back and got a replacement uh, I looked into it and I've done the same so I went online and chatted to someone give them the serial number on my um, Garmin watch and sent it off and hopefully I'll get a replacement don't think it'll be back in time for unfortunately but there you go I am missing uh, having it all the metrics that I'm used to and my sleep and all the workouts that usually go through uh, so yeah it's a bit weird not having a watch but going out running last night with Mrs C was quite refreshing not having um, anything to look at so yeah it was quite nice uh, so hopefully that'll get get sorted out Right, that's about it, me rambling on. Um, time for the main event, and I hope you enjoy Jane's journey, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Thank you uh, for coming on and agreeing to appear on the podcast. Much appreciated. That's okay. No, no, I'm I, I'm sort of umming and ahhing about it, whether I'm, I don't know, whether to do it or not, but I, I want to tell my story because it is, um, I it. It only came to me the other day when I realised I hadn't seen someone for three years and then I had to, she said, oh, what have you been doing? And I was like, well, actually, <laughs> you know, she didn't even know I had swam, ride, run, bike, you know, so to go to the World Championships in Romania and come fourth, she was like, really? <laughs> you know, so it's just, um, it is quite amazing at 55 when I haven't done anything like this before to do it, to go to achieve what I did. So I'm really pleased. And I think it should encourage other people that it's never too late to start something new. And, uh, and I love it. I absolutely, it's the best thing. I wish I'd started earlier, but yeah. Hey ho, it's, uh, well, that, you know, that's yeah. fantastic that one, you've come to that conclusion that you've got a story worth sharing because I truly believe and that's why I started the podcast that everybody has, regardless of whether you think it's worthy or not. Everybody's got a story worth listening to. Uh, yeah. So I really am thrilled that you've actually got to that decision. And uh, once again, yeah. just thank you for agreeing to come on and, and, and share it. Because like you said, that's, that's, why, that's why we're doing it, to inspire and encourage other people. Yeah. I mean, if I listen to myself, I think, yeah, it is like, wow, well, if she can do it, why can't I do it? You know, so, yes, I think people need to tell their story yeah. because, yeah. you know, you think that everyone's elite and, you know, but everyone's just started from the same place, you know, and we've all worked hard to get where we are, whether, you know, whatever we do. You know, I know that I have come to include, you know, being older, it is a bit more, you know, being part of a triathlon club and I, I'm with a lot of really talented youngsters and, you know, they'd love to be first on the podium and things like that, you know, and I've only been doing a couple of years and won about five triathlons, you know, and they're like, oh, God, you know, but it's because <laughs> I'm 50, you know, they're in their 30s and 40s or 20s, and they're amazing. But there are so many people in those age groups that are amazing too. And I think, uh, but, you know, you've still got to enter to win. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, it, it, it is, there's less competition as you get older, but it's still, you've got to still put in the training and you've still got to get out there in all weathers and you do have to get fit for it. You can't just turn up. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah, you've got to put the work in 
Otherwise, you, you don't do. get to where you got to, and that's 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 it. No, I was just going to sort of start off my story. Really, I used to play tennis, and I used to coach tennis, and I was quite sporty in my younger years. I played full full time tennis. I mean, that's all I did. Um, I've, I've got a long story to tell, but it would take too long in this podcast. But my, I came out of school, and mum and we played tennis full time, and. Uh, I got to quite a good standard, but I wasn't good enough to play internationally or nationally, really. And so I became a coach um, and I coached tennis for a bit and I coached in the Middle East and uh, Australia. This is all in my younger days. Um, And uh, and then I ruptured my Achilles tendon while I was in Doha in Qatar coaching I was coaching the Sheikh's wives and his children and um, I was at the Doha Sheraton Hotel and I was like the head coach there and uh, there was nothing else to do while you're out there except to do more sport because expats you know there was no bars or class you know to meet people and so I did step aerobics in the evenings after coaching all day and I ruptured my Achilles I was too tired anyway because I coached the Sheikh he I had an MRI scan that same day in the afternoon and he said, yeah, it's ruptured. We can either sort of sew it up or you can sort of go home and just rest it and, you know, let nature heal. So that's what I decided to do. I thought I don't, I wanted to get out of there. I wanted to come home. 22 years ago, I was coaching and I was playing for my local club and um, I had a prolapse disc hitting a backhand. I was playing a first team mat, mixed doubles. You know, we were doing well hit a backhand and my I dropped to my knees. My back just completely went. I was seized. I and that was it. I didn't really hit a tennis ball again after that. Yeah. Um because I just thought I mean I've had loads of sprain you know, through sport you get sprained ankles, calf muscles, hamstring, you know, there's always those things going on. But my back, it really did I just thought I can't play like I used to play. And so I didn't really, wasn't interested anymore. And uh, and then I went into travel and um, and I became an air hostess and I was a Thomas Cook manager. I did lots of things where I wasn't needed to do sport, but I still, you know, had dogs and walked and, you know, still exercised. Um, but then um, my mum and my brother both felt really poorly. Uh, my mum had dementia, my brother had leukemia, and I spent sort of like 10 years of looking after them and uh, taking them to King's and I don't know, it was just hospital appointments, care homes, you know, took 10 years of my life and I didn't really do anything for me at all in that time um, except for look after all my spare time and not working, I was looking after them. And then uh, unfortunately, you know, when my, they both had died, um, I went to a counsellor at the hospice, what do I do now? And she goes, well, now it's time for you. And I can remember her saying this, you know, it's like, this is your time now. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? You know, to fill in the, the void of just going around hospitals and things. And uh, she said, well, what do you really enjoy? And I said, well, I love sport, you know, tennis. And she goes, well, why don't you pick that up again? So I went to my local club and I hit with the head coach there. And I only hit with him three times and my tall calf muscle. Because <laughs> I was trying to be how I used to be. Yeah. You know, we were banging that ball across the court. And I was thinking, you know, this is, this is great. I was running around like a, I hadn't trained, you know, I hadn't been, I wasn't fit enough to play like I was playing. So, of course, I had injured myself. And, you know, that took ages to heal ages and I sort of gave up I thought oh, there's nothing you know, what can I do and then um my local gym was doing like an open evening and uh they it was sort of to try all sorts of different things boxer size spin all those sort of things and uh, I went along in my oversized t-shirt feeling really like out of place with all the lycra and everything and uh anyway it was a fun evening it was at Christmas everyone was wearing sun hats it was jolly and everything and I thought I'm going to start to come to this gym and start doing things. And then I met this young girl, Ellie, and she was a coach there, a personal trainer, but she also had just done her first sprint triathlon. Ah. And she goes, so why don't you try this? So it's a long story getting to where I was going to get to. But this is how I got into triathlon, by talking to Ellie at the gym. And she showed me on a video her doing a triathlon. Her boyfriend had videoed. And I thought, oh, that, well, that looks fun. I just thought, yeah, but she said, well, you need a Garmin watch. You need a wetsuit. You need this. You need that. I was like, oh, I can't afford all that. 
you know and she goes well just you know start off I said I had a mountain bike you know with lots of dust on it but I thought well okay well I'll try I'll start as a goal I'll do it as a goal and I entered uh, my local Heva Super Sprint Try, which was like eight months later. And it was great because it was a goal to go for, but it got me out. And then, of course, this was 2020, and this is when COVID hit. Mm. So um, the good and the bad news about that, it, from my point of view, it was lovely because the roads were all empty. I feel always feel so guilty when I say I loved the COVID time because it was just the roads, everywhere was you know, cycling on the road when you're not used to it and everything was just so much easier. And I had my mountain bike. I didn't have a road bike. And, um, yeah, so I started doing that. And I and then I couldn't have coaching from Ellie because of COVID. We weren't allowed to go to the gym or anything. So she sort of sent me a few things, how are you getting on? But I just sort of did my own thing. And in September, along with restrictions, we were allowed to do the triathlon. And uh, I'd hired a wetsuit. I'd gone to Heva a couple of times to swim in the, the lake to get used to it. Um, and then I just entered. <laughs> and I just <laughs> I just went along with my, sister, with my sister-in-law, with my mountain bike, all these people with their everything. You know, I sort of um, Googled, you know, what to do and transition and thing, but I just had trainers. I didn't have the cleats or the shoes or but I had hired this wetsuit because I thought I knew the lake would be cold and the buoyancy would help. Anyway, I got in the lake. You had to jump in the lake. And, oh, I just it was the worst. I just couldn't breathe. I had to do breaststroke all the way around. It was only 400 metres because it was a super sprint. And my sister-in-law was watching and I was, like, so embarrassed because I was saying, yeah, I can do crawl. Yeah, I can do <laughs> Here I was doing breaststroke. Anyway, out came. Did the the bike. The bike was fine. I was, I mean, I was overtaken by so many people because they were on their road bikes. But, you know, it was fine. I did the, the run. I finished. I came eighth in my age group and I loved it. Even though, you know, I didn't have all the stuff, I told you, it really got something inside me thinking i really like this i want to do this it's the best feeling in the world because you put in the work and crossing that line it's oh it's just amazing anyway then after that i um i joined the tommy trials triathlon club and that winter i thought okay I need, I can't afford a coach or anything, but you know, I'll, I'll just, oh yeah, the other thing I did was I bought this book, Dare to Try, Louise mentioned, because she went to the GB thing. So I just listened to her a lot, how scared she was. And, you know, so I can relate to her book very, yeah. um, you know, I thought she think she was amazing, which is she inspired me. Yeah, Tommy Joel Triathlon Club, which was the yeah. best thing I did, best thing ever, because they were all like me, nutty absolutely nutty they all you know get up at eight, run cycle swear they were all talked like i talk you know they all understood my husband has never been in a gym in his life he doesn't understand what i'm talking about at all by what i do and uh and, and it's just amazing to mix with other people that were so similar to me um you know obviously from the newbies to the elite but you could just learn tips off them and, you know, you just talk to them and say, well, how do you do that? I just learned so much. And they were so yeah. kind to me. Um, best thing I did. And uh, and then I just um, learned from them. And I got a road bike for helping with them. But that was a disaster because I with cleats because I got a road bike and cleats at the same time, which was a big mistake because the mountain bike I was used to was so heavy suddenly I was with drop bars a light bike and cleats and it was just all much to my old brain and I just uh, fell off broke my derailleur kept falling off I thought I'm not doing this I entered another try my first try with the club and I took and put foot pedals on I thought I want to it's sort of slightly inside me I do want to win and I knew I wasn't going to win if I had cleats on because it would slow me down because I'd be scared so I uh, took them off and I won my age group, the first uh, try that I did with the, cl the club. And they're like, you're amazing. I just remember them taking pictures of the club running by. And they go, there's Jane. There's Jane. I could hear. Why is she she's up there with the others? You know, and I was like, this is amazing. And uh, so, yeah, I won my first. I had picture taken. We were in the paper. Um, and, I, you know, it just went from there. 
really. I entered lots of more tries. And then I entered uh, Heaver again the next year, that that year. I'm only a year on, but I still won about four triathlons in my age group. I'd run the Buell 15 mile with a friend on my birthday. I'd done just, I was just into it. In the, everything, every spare moment was doing tra- training. And I even won a prize from the club because I entered the most, I did the most activities in the club. I just turned up for everything. And uh, they gave me a buff, the Tom George Triathlon Club buff, you know, because I'd done so many events, so many um, trainings. And uh, so then I entered Heaver again. Um, but the actual, I was going to up it to the sprint. And then um, my husband does a plants he uh enters hampton court and chelsea flower show and that year because of covid hampton uh chelsea flower show had been moved to september mm. so this clashed with heaver and so i couldn't do the sprint which was on the saturday and the only event on the sunday i could do was like the standard duathlon and i thought okay let's finish this on a you know a something different, go for it, you know, it's a long distance. I hadn't really trained for it. There was another man in the club, uh, John Bowman, who is who just, just does everything. And I just thought, well, if he can do it, I can, I'll do it with him. And um, anyway, I went a lot. Um, before then, um, another kind lady, Pippa, at the club, she said, you know, it's um, a, qualif- a world qualifier, don't you? I went, oh, no, is it? Like, oh, no. I thought, that's it. I don't want to do it. They'll all be too good. I'll look. St- I'll be right at the back. They'll be in their GB outfit. And I thought, I, that really put me off doing it. And I thought, like, come on, just just do your best, Jay. Do your best. Anyway, so it was an amazing race. It was long, but it was – I so enjoyed it. And I came second. Wow. And yeah. um, it was just incredible. The lady that came first was a GB athlete. And uh, I was just like, this isn't, I was just in shock. Afterwards, they were like, wow. And David Bagg from the club, who also does lots of um, triathlons, um, and he's in the same age group as me, and he does duathlons. He was there as well, and he qualified. He goes, Jane, you qualified. I went, I can't believe it. I can't have. <laughs> and they go, yeah, you have. You qualified. And I was like, you're, go- you're going to Romania. I was like, oh, my God. You know, I, I just, it just, didn't sink in I kept looking at the bit of paper saying two on it I was like nah you know anyway so it was just a dream and then as soon as that dream finished I thought oh my god I'm gonna have to do it again <laughs> I'm gonna have to do another duathlon now which isn't really what I, I you know I was doing tries you know it wasn't something that I thought I want to be a duathlete but I just thought oh I'm gonna have to do another one now you know have to train for that and the club was so wonderful. The president of the club, um, Eric Perrier, who's a, um, a coach, and uh, he gave me a training plan. I went around local businesses to ask for sponsorship because we just didn't have the money, you know, to pay for something like this. I mean, I didn't know how much it was going to cost, but I knew that it would be nice to have local businesses supporting me as well because then it's sort of – feels like it's a local village, you know, community thing, watching me go to Romania. So I was very lucky. I got an estate agent, a garage, uh, the local gym let me go for free to train. John Ring at the cl- uh, the, the gym trained, helped me with my strength and conditioning. It was just such a team effort. Um, I was just so privileged. And everyone was inspiring me. I won um, uh, Outstanding Achievement of the Year Award at my club. You know, I've only been around the less than six months and I mm. won the award. And everyone was just amazing to me, really kind, um, considering how many brilliant people there are in my club. And um, and that was it. And then uh, Eric trained me from December till my event was in June. And it was hard. I have to say it was hard. It was – I've never run on a track before. He got me doing track running um, and the road bike. I went to Gravesend Cyclo Park. I was going round and round the track there because Romania was actually going to be round a motor circuit. Mm. So he wanted me to get used to going round a ring rather than off on roads. And then I entered the Gravesend duathlon, standard duathlon to get used to the, the distance in March. And I won that. Wow. So it was just like, it was all good confidence boosting. Um, and I just... Yeah, it was amazing. And then I um 
I just trained for that. And then I went to Romania in, oh, I did Columba Park before that, another standard. And then I went to Romania in June with David Bag, and, mm. uh, and the race was amazing. And I came forth. It was just such an experience. I was the first GB athlete back. And, uh, yeah, but it's, you know, it sounds easy, but it really wasn't. <laughs> it sounds like, you know, I, ha I had to work so hard to get there. In, but it was a joy as well. Um, but it was very much working on my mindset and visualisation. You should sit before the race. I lay on my bed and I visualise going round that course so many times, you know, because I wrecked it the day before. And that's what I did with all my races and I would so recommend everyone is to definitely go around the bike course and, and so you know exactly where to go. Um, transitions, practice them. That's what I did, you know. And, and me and this other girl from GB in Romania, we were in the um, hotel lobby practicing our transitions. Julian Peck and I, we were just like, it was still, we just couldn't stop laughing, but we was like practicing putting our uh, shoes on and our hats on and then running off and coming back and taking them off and then, you know, it was just because that's what makes the difference is the transition short space of you're doing that as quick as you can. And, uh, but it was fun and we laughed and, you know, it was, uh, yeah, definitely mindset and visualization is what helped me. You can't just do it all, oh, I'll just turn up. It's very much you have to believe that you can do it. And yeah. that's what I worked with um, a coach called Pete Cohen as well um, on Facebook. And then I joined a group of his because he's a motivational coach. And he really uh, didn't coach me personally. But, you know, what he says about, you know, your mindset is the most important. If you can get that, you are your thoughts. And if you are thinking any doubt, you're not going to do it. So you've got to be... I'm going to do this. I'm going to win. And I'm very much, I am, I do like to win. I've worked that out. I did in my tennis days, but I just couldn't, couldn't do it so well as, as um, triathlon. But I think it's because I'm not so self-conscious doing triathlon. You're, it's just very much you against you. It's, uh, it's not a, people are, people are watching you, but they're not really watching you. They're cheering everyone on where you'll come and uh, that's what I like about it you've got to enjoy what you do but you've also got to work hard for it but but you've got to believe you can do it as well if I didn't think that I could do it that um, race I wouldn't have been able to do it but I'd gone around that track I'd run it I'd finished in my head so all I had to do was do it yeah I you know so when it's so when you're actually doing the race you're not actually thinking about Am I going to finish? You've you've finished already in your head. Mm. You've done it. You've just got yeah. to remember to take, you know, the gels and you know what are your food and just plan it in your head what you're going to do. Um, and it is a lot of organisation. Reading Louise's book, it, it just means that she's you know she was a bit sort of oh I forgot this I forgot that and I thought well you know really you should have gone through what you're going to take what mm. you're going to do you know how. Untie to unclip your shoe, you know. Just I, anyway, so that's why it suited me. I think because I'm that sort of person, and mm. I did um, work hard, and I believe that I could do it. And um, I'm very proud of where I am, yeah, um, where I got to. Um, but um, you know, I'm now 57, going to be 58 this year, and um, I found out recently that I've got knee osteoarthritis. Oh no! So that's been a bit, of, yeah. So that's been a bit of a setback because um, I qualified for the World Championships in Ibiza this right. year. Was that an um, automatic qualification? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, I was lucky. I was, you know, I came first in the G in GB athlete. So I nothing lucky about that. Nothing yeah. lucky about that. That was but, again yeah. just going back to what you've said. You know, your story has been remarkable. It's it's, it's such a a steep. Um, short space of time and a fast learning yeah. curve, but you've had to put the work in, and it shows that you've done yeah. that. So there's nothing lucky about it. You've actually put yeah. the work in, and you've got to where you deserve to be. So you yeah. know. It, but again, you. it goes back to that. It goes back to that mindset, doesn't it? Or oh, I had a yeah. young a young lad on last night. I was chatting to, and he was, you know, he is amazing. Um, and it's like, oh, well, it was just 
this, that, and the other. Well, no, you've you've still got to put that work in. If you don't put yeah. the work in, it doesn't happen. You do. And and I had this training plan and I had, you know, I, this is what I've got to do. I've got to go out for three hours on a bike. I've got to do a brick run. Yeah. You've got to do you've got to put in yeah. the work. Hundred percent. And hundred percent. And I did the only time I didn't was when, you know, I had a cold. I didn't think I even had a cold. I think I did most of it actually. Um, I work in a plant nursery with my husband and I also walk dogs for a living. So, you know, it sure. was busy, lots of juggling, but I still made sure I did went out and did what Eric wanted me to do because I knew mm. that I wanted to give it my best shot. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, not just not for other people, but for myself. You know, I mm. wanted to prove that I could do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I had a lot of support with my sponsorship. And uh, so, yeah, it inspires you to really go out there and do your best. And mm. uh, and the GB team were great and supportive as well. It was just an um, amazing experience. And when I look at it now and I'm injured with my arthritis, I'm thinking, I can't believe I did that. And it's just when you're, when you're ill or you're injured or something, you just think, how did I ever run a half marathon? How did I do yeah. that? After I did um, Romania, oh, of course, I was on a top high. And uh, I was just like, this is amazing. And I went back to try and I won quite a few that year. And uh, But I also entered some half marathons as well because I love running. And I won my age group in the Tombridge Half Marathon. And that was the best run I've ever had in my life. Mm. And I can honestly say I enjoyed it so much. Um, But I think I just took advantage a little bit of my enthusiasm and body when I did overdid it, yeah. you know, but yeah. you know, it's, um, I've had a injection a visco injection in my knee now and I'm determined that I will get back, even if it's just aqua bike, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, try yeah. and follow, you know, you don't have to stop yeah. because no. you've got arthritis. And you that's the beauty stay. of this, the multi-sport, isn't it? Because I always say that there's, it's not just swim, bike, run, triathlon. There's so many other variations that yeah. we can adapt and work around. If you can't run, like you've just said, aqua bike. I might even do sprint try because there's the run, but I shouldn't really run, but I love running. Yeah. But it's, you know, yeah, aqua bike or something. I don't know. Who knows what's ahead? But yeah. I'm going to always give myself a goal, a name for the goal, because yeah. that's what inspires me to keep going. Yeah. And it yeah. puts my depression in the bag, you know, in the mm-hmm. box. And uh, so, yeah, I'd fully recommend triathlon and, you know, or just get out there to do yeah. what you love, go do what you love. A fantastic story. And, and like you said, I think your years of tennis have, have obviously give you that yeah. hunger to go off and progress and do what you've done in like that short space of time. You've obviously got quite a lot of natural ability to go with the hard work that you've done. And yeah. you've, you've got that strong mental ability to actually physically put yourself through the training. Cause let's be honest, it's not easy. Um, it isn't. No. You know, when you're in having to weathers. try and train for three, three disciplines in all weathers, like you say, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's the consistency. That's the key uh, to yeah. it all. Um, yeah and so, getting out of your you have to get out of your comfort zone it's yeah. uh and you always feel better when you do you know with the open water swimming you know i was terrified of that to start yes. with as well but you know you've just got to go in do a little bit and get yep. back in and do it again and i've been in the sea before i did brighton try you know i went down to the sea a few times and swam in there because i just thought you've got to practice before you race you know mm. it's just yeah. logic really but you know the more you do it the more you're going to and yeah and the better you feel the more yeah. you get out of that comfort zone you yeah. you feel double triple better you know when you've been in that cold water and you come out you just think mm. wow that was good yeah. Yeah. You want to get back in, but beforehand yeah. you're like you're thinking of every excuse in the world not to get in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a bit windy. Oh, it's a bit foggy. It's a bit. We cold. can always make excuses to stop doing things, can't we? Oh yeah, but that's yeah. where your mind's telling you of all yeah. these things, and you just got to shut it up and just say, you know, what Pete used to say was, "What does feeling like it got to do with anything?" And it's true. So you know, so I don't feel like it. Well. Feelings got nothing to do. Just do it. Just don't think about it. Just do it. And, and the ridiculous uh, thing is, afterwards, afterwards, we've done all these crazy things. You always feel so much better. 
Yeah, I know. You've got to remember that. I think you've got to think, I always feel good afterwards, so let's just do it, and not think, oh, it's a bit slippery or it's a bit whatever, whatever, and think of all these excuses because mm. there are excuses, and a lot of them are probably quite, you know, yeah, let's stay at home, have a cup of tea and eat cake. Yeah, that's a yeah. great one. You know, yeah. but, why don't, <laughs> yeah. but, why don't, but why don't we do all this training and then we deserve to have a cup of tea yeah. and a bit of cake. Or go out, yeah. go out for a long bike ride and have cake while you're out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is what the club, the club is all about. But that's what's nice. We all stop and, it, you know, you're mixing with the elite as well as the newbies, you know, and you're all talking about the same thing. They're on a different yeah. level to us, but it's just still nice talking and mixing mm. with, you know, what I love is mixing with all ages in the club. You know, you've yeah. got the youngsters to, up to, you know, I'm one of the oldest. I think I am the oldest in the club, yeah. actually. But, yeah. um, you know, it's still lovely to mix with other people, which you wouldn't normally do. No. You know, you wouldn't no. go to a club and mix with a whole lot of youngsters or whatever. But you're all talking about the same thing. You're all talking about how nervous you are, how you're not ready for your next run or your next race. And they're all doing Ironman and these amazing things. But it's just so fascinating hearing how they're training, how they're improving, and it's just fun to watch. So, yeah. yeah. It's a great community. Um, and like you say, there isn't many other places you can go where you'll have such a, a variety of ages. And I think, you know, as we're getting older, having that community helps, um, you know, helps our well-being as well as everything yeah. else. Well, it makes Mixing me feel young again. People. I'm not just Exactly. Yeah, I was just going to come people... to that. Yeah, people knitting or doing something boring, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm playing bridge or something. I'm mixing with people who are actually doing fun outdoor things as well, and yeah. it inspires you to do it. You may not be able to go as far as them, but you yeah. can go out and but enjoy it. Just it, shows, it just shows as well that you, it doesn't matter what age you are. If you continue on the path that you're continuing on, you'll be able to do it as you're getting older because that's what your body's used to. All right, maybe yeah. not as fast, maybe not as far, but you'll still be able to do the things that you want to do as long as you take care of yourself. Yeah, uh, and exactly. I think that's just worth worth any everything, really. Yeah, that, I think that's what is the best thing about triathlon. I just, that is the, that you can mix with other people and it's, and there is the age group win. So you do have a chance of winning something you know, because if you were just entering and you were with all the 20-year-olds, you would get a bit despondent if you had just never... But to be able to think that you can actually win something if you want... Yeah, I mean, that's that's a lovely story. I'm sure there'll be, like, lots of people inspired by that, Jane. It's, it is a really... To, to do have done what you've done in such a short time is, is incredible. Um, so I've just got a few quick-fire questions um yeah. that i ask everybody towards the end and um, okay. the first one the first one of those is what's your favorite bit of kit my favorite bit of kit uh that's a good question i don't know i think i just like putting on my running things because it's simple you haven't got to put on i find with this bike you've got so many things to put on mm. clips and i don't know running you just got to put your shoes on it doesn't really matter what you wear you can just go doesn't matter yeah. But yeah. so I think, yeah, running shoes, just put the running and off you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. Yeah. It is, it is quite simple. I think that's it's the nice good. thing about doing a duathlon as well. You don't have to worry about wetsuits and yeah. <laughs> swimming. I and, mean, and... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I what I like about triathlon is because you are doing all three elements, you yeah. know, you're doing an all over fitness, you know, they're all different in what they're mm. doing. And like you say, when you're injured or tired, there's always something, you know, you can go for a swim That's if right. your legs are hurting. You can put the pool boy in between your knees. You can just still do your arms. You know, yeah. there's still things that you can do. Mm. And uh yeah, I think that's why I just like doing all three. But yeah, yeah. duathlon is good for for that. I, d I did enjoy doing duathlon because it's but I think it's just it is harder on the knees as you get yeah. older. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so the second question is, you've already said you're in a club and you've got a coach or you've been coached. Yeah, I've been coached, yeah. Yeah. What other resources would you use to help you in your um, triathlon and duathlon races? Um which you mean I had training peaks. Did you yeah, no, well like it with? could be it could be books, it could be videos, it could yeah, be Yeah, I used to train know. um Joe Friel's um training bible. Yeah, I I bought that before when I was in COVID times. I read that because you know mm. you're just learning, but I was doing it on my own. 
you know mm. so and i didn't understand a lot of it <laughs> yeah. i must admit it's quite technical yeah that's is. the thing that scares me a little bit in um you know power meters and all these things i mean because i live off grid here in um, east sussex we i can't ride a that's something i'm really uh regret is i can't join a swift or something like that to be part of a, a team on a bike you know on a yeah. turbo bike yeah because i don't have you don't have the electricity so i can't use a turbo bike in the winter so i have to go to the gym and go on their spin right. bike Mm. um but i'd quite like to be part of that because it's a community thing mm-hmm. um and a lot of the club uh do that throughout the winter and i feel like i'm missing out a bit on that because it sounds good fun yeah. but uh you know you can't have everything so yeah. you know i'm lucky um that i have a gym um, where i've still got free membership and i can go along there whenever i like and use the the spin bike and do you know i can still work out Reading Louise mentioned, but there to try. I and uh, yeah, Eric helping me and on training peaks. You know, he sent yeah. through the plan from there. So yeah, I was yeah. very lucky. And what does uh, an average week of training look like for you? Um, it was. It depended on. I didn't put in as much as a lot of people do. I think it was probably seven to eight hours. Yeah, something like that. You know, yeah. it wasn't huge. Sometimes it'd be more because if I could go out for a long ride at the weekend, three or four hours at the weekend, that just made it up. But, you know, doing walking the dogs and doing the nursing, because my husband does all these shows all the summer. Yeah. Um, well, it starts from now. He's got one tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. So, you know, it's just fitting everything in. Mm. And, uh, but yeah, I didn't really work out the hours, to be honest, yeah. but because I just did what he told me to do. So what did it involve? Was it like several swims a week, couple of runs, couple of bikes? It wasn't, yeah. Well, because it was the duathlon that he trained me for, I only swam once a week, and that was yeah. just for sort of relaxate. Well, it was sort of just to loosen up the body. So mainly it was running and cycling. It was yeah. track track running every Wednesday. Um, and that, I sometimes do that after a swim as well. But it was... Um, yeah, it was a lot of but it was a lot of um, brick runs off right. bike mm. because that's the main thing you've got to do. Your legs have got to be able to run when you come off that bike, yeah. and I still struggled. That I I still my fault was I go too fast on the ten k. I'm far, my bike is my best sport. Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't think you know having only ridden a mountain bike, but I think that made me. I remember going out for a ride with the club right at the beginning, my first ride out, and I was riding out with an Iron Man lady, Iron Woman, or Iron Man lady, and um, Claire wrote, who's done Age Group, and another very fit lady. And we went up the steepest hill in Bibra. I just remember it so well. And I was thinking, I'm not going to make it. And I beat, you know, and I got to the top and they were like, if you can go up the hill on that heavy thing, they were all sort of helping me talking about getting a, uh, a racing bike. And they said, we're not going to help you now, Jane. No, we're not going <laughs> to help you. No, you're just, you know, if you can beat us coming up here on a mountain bike, you know, and I think, and I, I remember talking to an Ironman, guy who lives near me and he said that he trains on a mountain bike um for mm. his own man because if you can go up steep hills on a mountain bike when you get on that racing bike yeah. you're so strong yeah i mean you know it does and i think it probably did help me having only a mountain bike to start with because i think it made me quite fit yeah. you know just riding out on that um i mean i was faster definitely faster when i got my racing bike yeah. and then when i put the cleats on i was even faster but, mm. you know, it's just, you have to do it in stages. I, I made the mistake of doing it all at once because yeah. I got absolutely terrified putting the cleats on. I, I used to have nightmares about it. But so, you That's know, I'm a... so glad that I, I, I only mastered it three months before. Yeah. And that's before, a great point um, to make for anybody listening to this. Don't try and do everything together. Do one thing at a time, master it, and then move on. That is such a, yeah. you know. Swimming, I get that told with a lot by my swimming coach at the club. He said, just to work on one thing. Yeah. You know, don't try and do it all at the same time because you're thinking, oh, I've got to do this, 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 and that. But if you just concentrate on working one, master that, and then move yeah. on to the next one. Yeah. Um, and uh, not overwhelm yourself. 
But yeah, yeah with the bike, definitely it was far too much and I scared myself. So mm. if you are changing from mountain bike to road bike, do the road bike without cleats, master that and then get cleats. Definitely. Great, great advice. Great advice. And on that, I was that was my next question. What advice would you give to anybody wanting to get into triathlon or multi-sport in general? Definitely. If just just give it a go. Give it a go. If you it's if you like being outdoors, if you just like doing different things, not just training for one sport. You know, you've got a multiple of things that you can do. And, and also an extra thing is strength and conditioning. It's not actually a triathlon. It's I think strength and conditioning and working in the gym is the fourth element. You do need to do that as well. Yeah. It's not just, you know, there's so much variety that you can put into your training. It doesn't need to be boring. Mm-hmm. You can make it up, do different things every day. You can do hill reps. You can do long run. You can do really slow bike, slow run. It doesn't have to all be at a top speed. I think you think that you've got to run everything and really fast or, you know, but really the long drawn out three hour bikes just at a steady pace is much, you know, it's just as worthwhile as, a, you know, a fast 20 minutes, you know. So it's just do it. There's so much to it that it doesn't get boring. And if you mm. want to meet other people who have the same desire and same, ah, just sort of, they do. They they think the same way as you do. When you start talking to them, they all you know, want the same thing. They're all nervous of the same thing. You all you all have the same fears, the same goals, and everything. And it's just working together and uh, helping each other. And and if you are part of the club, you can always ask people. You know, don't feel alone. You know, um, yeah. and I think if you could be part of a good club that helps people. Not you know you have to ask yourself. They won't automatically come to you and say, "Now look here, this is what you need to do." You have to ask. You have to go forward and say, "Look, this I'm planning to doing a sprint try. Do you think you could you know give me some advice?" And they will do nothing. There's nothing more a triathlete likes talking about is talking triathlon. Yeah, they 100%. just they could go on. Uh, you can go in a pub and they'll talk triathlon for hours, hours <laughs> and hours. Yeah, because that's their favourite thing. So yeah, if you like, you know, I'd give it a go. Um, yeah. you've got nothing to lose and a lot to gain. Cool. That sounds Great very answer. cliche. Very cliche to finish, but it's uh it is um I'm so grateful that I started it. The last question is what are your short and long term goals? Well my short I just want to make the most of what I can do now with my, my arthritis. Um I want to be able to compete again. Um but you know, I'm not going to injure myself to be able to do that. But I still want to get out there and train. And it doesn't have to be when I say train. You know, it can be so little just to go for a run, a bike, swim a week. You know, or you can train hard. It doesn't have to be. It can be whatever you want to be. To yeah. be, um, that's the beauty of it. And uh, and if you have a goal at the end, which um, you know, I might. I think I'm going to enter an aqua bike. Yeah. Um, because that I know I can do, um, and whether it's in June or it's September, it depends how my knee gets better after this injection. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going out open water swimming. I live near Bill Water, so I'm really lucky I can swim yeah. there. Um, so it's I'm just going to keep going, and when it hurts, stop doing it and do something else. You know, I'll just yeah. stop. Um, biking and get on something else but I'm always going to be working on my fitness because uh, fitness is definitely my medication yeah. it's uh, you don't need it in a bottle you need it to get out there and uh, yeah. push yourself and uh, just don't listen to that inner voice saying oh no good I can't be bothered what's the point all those things that go in your head all the time saying why are we bothering why are we doing this it's so stupid you know let's just eat it's just, you know, it, it, it is silly. So why are we going out for a run in the freezing, you know? But just remember how you feel afterwards yeah. and how good you'll feel. And uh, and you will feel different straight away. As soon yeah. as you do that fast run, even if it's just a walk run up the road, you'll feel better, you know, for, for because that's what our bodies were made for, really. Not sitting yeah. around fiddling with internet and, you know, getting yeah. out there so, lovely there thank you very much that's a great place okay. to finish 
Thank you. As I say, really, really nice story. Told really nice, nicely and eloquently. Uh, oh. So thank you for your time. That's a pleasure, Rich. Thank you for having me. Uh, so thanks once again, Jane, for reaching out and sharing your story. Um, I'm sure that will inspire a lot of people um, of a certain age to think, actually, I could do that. And uh, Jane's done it. And look how successful she's been with the hard work that she's put in. I'm going to give it a go. And that's what we're here for. That's the whole point of the podcast is to try and inspire others to... Uh, do what we love and enjoy and hopefully they'll get the same pleasure out of doing it and keep fit at the same time. So by the time this goes live um, next Wednesday, we will be on a plane over to Italy and getting ready to race um, on the Saturday. So when we get back, we'll have loads of stories to share, I'm sure. And um, look out on Instagram. I'll be putting up a few photographs, no doubt. Um, while we're over there so you can follow what's going on um, so once again thank you for taking the time out to listen and if you're enjoying this podcast please um, go over to your platform that you listen to and give us a rating five stars would be nice but you know I know it's not that good um, but yeah if you could give us a rating and uh, leave us some comments that's always nice um, as long as they're constructive we're not bothered. Uh, nice to get a bit of feedback. And finally, it would be great if you could share this podcast with your friends, training partners, um, anybody else you know who does multi-sport or even people that are interested in maybe taking multi-sport up. Um, just point them in the direction of our podcast and um, they might, might be inspired, hopefully, because that's what we're all about. If you do want to get in touch, as usual, you can get in touch by email, at the age group multisport podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at amp underscore 1967. We're on Facebook at amp GB and Twitter at age group multisport podcast. So thank you once again. And don't forget, stay safe, keep training and love the process. Mm-hmm.